And welcome to the Music Service Learning Podcast. I'm Music Service Learning founder and director, Marcy Major. And I'm an artistic board member, Aubrey Windish. And we're your co-hosts. You're listening to Season 1, 2020 Vision, Reflections from First-Year Music Teachers. This is Season 1, Episode 4, Changes. In our first three episodes, we followed our former music service learning interns as they went through their job journeys, professional development, and start of the school year. Last we left Becky and Natalie, they were really starting to feel a groove, but we're also mindful of keeping students engaged and keeping a work-life balance. Even though they were feeling tired, their excitement and passion for the field was keeping them going. At the end of October, we thought we'd check back in to see how everything was going with their new jobs and if they still had the same feelings about teaching and their schools as they did about a month earlier. Let's check in with Becky first. I'm very tired lately. I don't know if you can tell by the way my brain just isn't functioning right now, but I am very, very, very tired. Every day sitting in front of the computer screen takes a lot out of me, and I feel like I've said this a million times sitting in front of my phone for these little chat sessions but at the same time um it just really is exhausting uh-oh very 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 tired <laughs> i wonder are her students just as tired let's see my students seem really tired throughout the week too they'll start off pretty good on like monday like of course the morning classes are a little tired but they're just like morning tired but you get to like the afternoon classes and they're like yeah ready to go they're really excited some you know and they still come with a really great energy later in the week. But by Thursday, by the end of the day, like the seventh period class, while they have a good energy and they're nice and they talk to each other and they talk to me, they kind of just don't want to do anything either. And I get that. Like, I, I can't imagine what it's like to be a middle schooler right now, having to be on a computer from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., in classes all day like I feel like I was a good student but I feel like even as an eighth grader I would have been like this is crap I don't want to do this and I'm just not coming to class and there are so many of them that are taking the time to work on all the assignments put in their best effort I have students that come into class and they're like hi miss how are you how was your weekend and like asking about how I am going out of their way to make conversation. Ah, okay. Well, it sounds like everyone's tired, but there are still some (laughs) positives to find in there. Yeah. And so today we're going to hear from four of our first year teachers. And even though there are emotions like you just heard, exhaustion and and even some frustration, I think we're also going to hear some stories of inspiration and hopefulness Mm -hmm. um, for what lies ahead. Yes. And we're going to start with Elizabeth. We haven't heard from Elizabeth in a while. I guess she was one who forgot to make her first day clip because she was busy doing her first day, right? (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) And she's still working from home, teaching virtually, and trying to achieve that work-life balance that we had just talked about in our last episode. You know, it's really become a common issue for teachers and many other professionals right now. You know, you hear this joke all the time that you live in your workspace, but you Mm. also work in your your life space. And um, it's, it's true for all of us, I think, that are working from home that we're really just 
frustrated with standing up and being done work, but still being there at <laughs> right. work. <laughs> right. Where does it begin? Where does it end? Right. So let's hear how Elizabeth's handling that. October felt like both a very long month and a very short month. Um, definitely ran into the problem of just kids becoming unmotivated. Um, they're getting a little bit too comfortable in the virtual setting, and I'm not having as many students come to class and participate in class, which is a little bit frustrating um, because, you know, I plan what I think are all of these great and engaging lessons and it doesn't go the way I had planned. Um, So that's one hurdle. And then just another one being um, just me being exhausted, like, I work from 8 a.m. until whenever I close my computer, and it's really hard that my workspace is also my living room. Um, So it's really hard to find that balance of when does work start and personal time begin. And it's just really, it's been really hard to find the balance of work life and personal life uh, when they are in the exact same place. Um, So that's been really frustrating and exhausting. And the last thing being that we don't know when we're going to actually be in the school. I haven't seen the inside of my school yet. Um, And that date just keeps getting thrown up in the air and changing and it's been kind of sad to not have that one-on-one connection and that in-person connection. Um, and the kids are feeling it too, which is sad. So overall, it's been great. Um, couldn't imagine myself anywhere else, but definitely running into some issues. Well, I'm hearing some common themes already with yeah, exhaustion. Is definitely living at work, right? <laughs> and living at work. Yeah. Oh, geez. It's just so hard um, because, you know, generally in October, we hear fatigue mm. from new teachers anyway. Right. I, I am always saying to students, just just wait for the time change or just, you know, wait till, until October's over. October just generally is a hard month because you've lost the adrenaline of the start right. and the remainder of the year seems very long. Mm-hmm. And so you are just exhausted. And then to add the zoom fatigue <laughs> and the blurring lines between work and home fatigue on top of that, I just, I really can feel for her in this situation. Yeah. I mean, do you have any, what do you do when you're at home and you try to to make that balance of work and life? Yeah, I set timers um, Mm -hmm. for myself. You know, as a college professor, my job is a little bit more flexible in I am not teaching back to back to back to back classes. And so I do set timers to stop answering emails or to stand Hmm. up and stretch. Um, I make sure that that 
that the alert is set on my watch that says time to stand up and that I actually <laughs> do that. That's great. And I, I also make sure that I turn everything off. I turn off my computer. I turn off my monitor instead of just walking away from them because then I have to go through the act of turning them back on. So it's a conscious decision mm. to come back into my workspace okay. instead of just popping in and out of my workspace. Right. What about you? That's good. Yeah, those, those are really great tips. Yeah. You know, I'm still working on this. Um, <laughs> I'm home with my kids full time too. Wow. So it is, it's balancing entertaining them or, or helping them with their virtual learning. Um, but I'm a list person. I, I have a notebook and a piece of paper. I can leave my laptop in the room um, and my computer's downstairs, but I will have my notebook with me. And if I think I have it a pocket of time, I'll go to my list and just try to knock something out of it. So sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes somebody will get an email at 11 o'clock at night, but it kind of works with all of my kind of random jobs too. <laughs> and that's really awesome. And, and crossing something off the list that can just yeah. feel so gratifying. Right. Right. It you absolutely know, does. Um, but what a hard job with, with kids running around right. as well. And they have their own needs. I'm lucky my kids are um, in school in the morning. And so mm -hmm. I at least have that time to carve out for myself to get done the things I need to get done, but yeah, it's a balancing act. It is for everybody. We're all going through to, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come up with what works for you, I guess. That's right. You know, Natalie, um, she was, she was really looking forward to remote learning. She right? was. Yeah. And so I wonder if this is wearing on her as much as it's wearing on everybody else. Right. She was really positive about it. She really was. Let's check in to see if she's still feeling that positivity. I am having quite the day. I am so frustrated with all of this online learning and just the amount of times that I have to say the same instructions over and over again because people aren't paying attention and the amount of times students message me telling me that they're confused because they're not paying attention and the amount of times that students just don't do anything I just I'm like I just can't handle it like it's just so frustrating and now we're transitioning to a hybrid schedule and I just found out that when the students are in the classroom they're not even going to be allowed to sing so I have no idea what we are going to do I feel like my kids just like aren't learning like I'm trying to have them learn stuff but like they're just there's so many obstacles and I'm just like so annoyed and really upset oh poor Natalie <laughs> you know the work field it, it ebbs and flows with the highs and lows right and mm -hmm. she definitely feels like she is struggling right now and I was hoping that we would hear the right. sense of relief from her <laughs> but instead she's just saying oh what is going on <laughs> which is okay it's okay yes. that she's there and I know she's gonna pull pull through that but I I also know that she is feeling some external pressure mm. um from some things that she's reading on social media okay let's hear it's definitely really hard. I need to not go on my county's Facebook page anymore. It's hard not to, but it's really hard to see so many comments about how awful we are and how 
bad this is going to go and how we, um, like, there are so many issues. Like, how could we do this to the kids? Um, it's really hard. Like, honestly, right now, I just feel like crying because of how upset parents are. And I totally understand that. And I get where they're coming from. I truly do. I don't know. I'm I'm sure I would also be upset in that situation, but it's really hard to get those responses when we are working so hard and so much of it is out of our control. And we're just trying to keep the kids safe. And we're trying to keep ourselves safe. And it's really sad that so many people just turn to hatred and just yelling and being mean especially on social media so I need to not go on there but it's it's tough to not you know I know it's not directed towards me personally but I feel very connected to my school and my county and I don't and like honestly like we all just care so much about this and about our students so it's upsetting to see so much hate This is so hard. We are seeing pressures on teachers that don't normally exist. And right. uh, I hope Natalie's able to take her own advice and step away, step away from the computer. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's so hard. There's so many things out of our control and out of these teachers' control. And they're working so hard they that are. it breaks my heart to see these teachers, you know, bending over backwards, making sure all their students are accounted for only to, you know, take their personal time to maybe get on social media and then to hear such negative comments. So the only thing I can say is if you're listening, take a second, thank a teacher this week. Make sure you let them know that they're doing awesome. They're doing not only the best that they can, but they're doing more than we ever thought or expected them to do. And just, I think hearing just a little bit of positive feedback can definitely help reverse some of that damage. Absolutely. And especially in times like this, where the honeymoon seems like it's over, you (laughs) know, we're still hearing, yeah, things are, things are okay in certain areas, Mm -hmm. um, but overall they're feeling tired and they're being exhausted. And um, that's when we really need to make sure that we reach out to them and extend a hand and show our gratitude. For sure. Before we continue, let's take a little break and hear from one of our sponsors. If you are looking for a one-stop location for rehearsal, streaming, and audio-video recording for your band or project, the studios at Prescott Alley is the spot for you. Located in Westchester, Pennsylvania, the studios have multiple small and large rooms equipped with acoustic piano, PA system, and full backline, as well as multi-camera streaming and audio-video recording capabilities. For booking, go to windishmusic.com, that's W-I-N-D-I-S-H music.com, or email us at info at windishmusic.com. Well, it certainly sounds like reality has set in on this school year, and like you said, the honeymoon period may be over. Yeah. But, you know, from our experience, the month of October tends to be more of a speed bump or growing pains as Mm -hmm. we kind of adjust into that new year, Uh, uh, a hurdle to work through or an opportunity for growth. 
So we've seen some signs of exhaustion and frustration from two of our interns, but we still need to check in with Becky. And you know, <laughs> one of my favorite things about Becky is how her mind is always running through new ideas or new possibilities, uh, ways that she can grow, uh, improve upon herself and grow, and how she can help her school community. So let's hear how she's handling the school year so far. October is a weird month and I feel like my brain is working and then also I also feel like I just have two functioning brain cells that don't let me think or plan. When I come up with lessons, I get it stuck in these weird spots of just brain block of, okay, what am I going to do with my students? How am I going to do this? What things are beneficial for them? What things aren't beneficial for them in this um, format of learning? And it's definitely just a roller coaster right now. But October does just seem like a really interesting month for all of the different feelings that I am feeling, all of the different things that my colleagues are experiencing in their classrooms, in their own lives. The burnout is definitely real. There are some days where my alarm goes off and I just have no interest in getting out of bed and teaching, even though I know that this is something that I love. There are just days that are just so tiring and exhausting and it does make my day to see my students and see them laughing and eating food on their zoom calls or changing their profile pictures on zoom when they turn their cameras off i really get i really enjoy that time and then i also presented to my principal an idea i've been thinking about how all of the different like teacher organizations like the new teachers the mentors the union, my staff, like all of the different like groups have come up with ways to do virtual happy hours. And I was thinking, well, if we can take the time and figure out virtual happy hours for ourselves, is there a way that we could figure out how to do a virtual school dance and get the students to have some kind of social experience on the Zoom calls where they're just like talking and chilling out and not like in school rigid like okay I have to do all these things like can they log into a zoom call and there's like an option to go to different breakout rooms there's like a menu that has okay these are the teachers that are the chaperones for these rooms and this is what the room is doing so this room is by miss and she's hosting random cahoots so you go in and you give her a topic and you scroll through the cahoot options and you play a cahoot on that or okay um mr is hosting a dance party room so you enter the dance party room you get assigned to it and in that room like there's the teacher and there's like music playing and like the students can just like jam and listen to the music and do what they want to do like is there an option and it's totally optional for the students to do it but like is that something that we could put together my principal seemed really excited about it um so hopefully we're gonna start planning toward that I just I really think my students need some social interaction I have been thinking about like what do the next 30 years look like am I teaching for 30 years am I doing this or am I going to try to do something along the same path but helping people the way that I envision myself doing when I think about my career and uh, the long term of things and I kind of had planned this out I wrote wrote it down the other day I was 
kind of scribbling, had some thoughts, and I was thinking about, okay, like, over the next, like, five, ten years, keep teaching and start moving my way up. Start working as the electives team lead or become the department chair for the music department and start overseeing some things. Obviously, I'm going to need more experience to get that, so I'm going to need to teach and experience these things. But then as I move along, I would like to start moving up into some of these leadership positions and then start taking um, some master's classes toward an education administration degree and then ultimately would move up into an assistant principal position, a principal position, um, and then my school has a director of fine arts. And so that would be something that I might be interested in is being a director of fine arts in a public school. Well, like I said, we can count on Becky for thinking about what's next and what else can she be doing. Yeah, I love how she started (laughs) off the clip being real. It's everybody's Mm -hmm. tired, but she is still thinking creatively and she's still thinking about what her students need. Right. And she's still thinking about herself and what she needs to feel fulfilled. And I I love that. Mm the only thing, you know, that I really would like to comment on is this, she kept calling it up, up. She wanted right. to move up. And I like to think of it more as a change. I'd like to change what it is I'm doing. I'd like a different influence. I'd mm-hmm. like different work. I'd like a different perspective because I don't really view it moving up to teach uh, high school after you've taught elementary school or moving up to become the principal after you've been a classroom teacher because all parts of the system need to work together and they need to pull equally. They all need to be rowing in the same direction. You know, they all need to feel that way equally in order to really make schooling successful for kids. And that's what it's all about. And so I love to hear that Becky is thinking of exploring different options mm-hmm. and that she's thinking of ways that she might best use her, her gifts. And I think that's awesome. Um, but I don't think it's moving up. I think it's just changing. And I think it is, is wanting to see something different. And I, and I really, I really like that. And I, I hope she continues to think about that. Yeah, me too. And it sounds like she's already making some changes there with her virtual dance that she's working on Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the ideas she's already bringing to the table. So it sounds like she's already become a great asset to that school district. And that she's communicating with her principal. I love that (laughs) piece of that, that she she felt comfortable that she could go to her principal and, and talk about her ideas and what she'd like to see and that she's opened those lines of communication, I think is really, really great. Yeah, good for her. So who's next? I guess we haven't heard from Danica. Yes. And I wonder if Danica is running into these same kinds of things and I wonder how she's adjusting. Yeah, let's hear. October was crazy for so many reasons. I feel like it was the combination of everything starting to get in the flow plus grading because the end of the marking period's coming up plus SGOs, um, PDPs, and all of the things that the state and your schools require. But also it was just burnout started hitting because it just felt like there was so much on your plate. But now I'm recording this November 2nd. Honestly, I feel so well rested. It could have been because we, you know, we gained a, a, an hour of sleep just yesterday, but I don't know. I feel like once I completed the SGOs, PDPs, and I started catching up on grading, I feel like now I feel great, and I feel well-rested, and 
I don't know. I really can't explain it, but I, I was told by all my colleagues once November hit, it'd be smooth sailing. Like November's the easiest month of the year. And I already feel it. And it's awesome. <laughs> Only thing that I would say is to make sure, I don't know if you're looking for advice, the only thing I would say to anyone living through October in the future is to give yourself a break. Although you may have a long list of things to do, you can't do those things if you're burnout. And I know that's pretty common sense stuff, but it's so easy to tell yourself that you don't deserve that time tell yourself well there's this and that and this to do but for you for your students for your colleagues you need that time to just chill that time to just recoup you know so when you go home don't keep going going and doing work because that's you time you need to do things for yourself Ah, the magic of daylight savings time. (laughs) (laughs) That extra hour of sleep, it really makes a difference. You know, sometimes it just takes a little change to make a big difference. And Danica certainly experienced that. (laughs) She did. It's all about perspective. And if that's the, if that's what you need to change your perspective, then thank goodness for daylight savings. (laughs) I love her advice too. She came in with some really good advice and I think I'm going to take her advice and, you know, take a little rest every now and then and and make sure you put that side, that time aside, kind of like we mentioned earlier. Right. You know, Danica's story really shows us the full spectrum of the tired and the, <laughs> the overwhelmed feelings and the to do the never ending to do list of all the things that have to be turned in. Mm-hmm. And then how just that quickly you can spin it around and you can mm-hmm. take a new perspective. You can make a little change and it can seem bright again. And so I think we should go back to Natalie. Mm. And, you know, we we last left her feeling really down uh, yeah. and I wonder what she has been able to do mm-hmm. because she's generally such an optimistic person. Right. Right? So I wonder how she's been able to help pull herself through this, the struggle bus month of October. <laughs> yeah. Let's listen. I made a point to write down one good thing that happened in each class. And because I, knew that I was doing that I like had to make sure that I had something good in each class so I really was like focusing on okay what can I do that's going to make me happy in this class and usually what makes me happy is seeing the kids have fun and seeing the kids be happy and you know we spent one class literally just like talking like in chorus we had we did our warm-ups we did some sight reading um, we did some stretching and then just as we were about to start our song, I don't even know what we were talking about, but we got into a discussion and it literally lasted the whole rest of the class. And I was just like, you know what? I don't even care. Like it was fun. The kids had their videos on. They were talking, we were talking about like spiders and cre- like creepy bugs and stuff. And I was cracking up and it was just fun. And honestly, like, I needed it, and I'm sure they needed it too. That's our Natalie coming up with (laughs) one good thing to think about for each class and to letting go of some of the things that she can't control to enjoy some of the things that come up naturally. Yeah, you know, 
I'm learning a lot from our interns. I am getting some great pointers. I got some great pointers from you about work-life balance. I feel like this was a very educational episode and it came at a very good time for me personally. Yeah, so thank no, you. I, I totally agree with you. I feel like there is so much to learn from these interns, which yeah. just goes to show you, you never stop growing. You never stop learning mm -hmm. and work-life balance, especially, and I'm sure you can relate after I became a mother, it was, <laughs> it just becomes harder and harder. Right. And so I am sure that no matter what your life situation is, that there are elements that make it more complex to, right. to find that balance and that we just all need to keep working for that. What a great reminder. Yeah, it really is. I'm going to go out and see if I can find one good thing in everything I do today. <laughs> well, it's clear our former music service learning interns, now first year teachers, went through a lot of changes in just two months. I think this episode is also an important one for our pre-service teachers because as we document these journeys, it's clear there are days of joy and inspiration, but also days of exhaustion and burnout. And although it's a natural part of the job, there are ways to cope and things that you can do to lessen that impact. Yeah, each one of those interns gave us something to think about. Danica talking about taking time for yourself. Becky reminding us that there's always the future and that you can brainstorm and come up with ideas mm -hmm. to change your situations. Natalie showing us that even though you get so frustrated that you can take your time to grow and learn and to focus on the good and to, and to really make yourself see the good. And Elizabeth, just hearing how we really need to work to establish that life balance and separate it, especially when we're, when we're at home. Right. Yeah. We hope you enjoy this episode of on changes and we hope you're finding ways to balance changes in your own lives. We hope you'll tune in to our next episode as we follow these interns further into their school years. And in our next episode, we'll hear some first-time evaluation tales. Is it really as scary as it seems? See you then.